Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of Sirach. And now, bless the God of all, who has done wondrous things on earth, who fosters people's growth from their mother's womb, and fashions them according to his will. May he grant you joy of heart, and may peace abide among you. May his goodness toward us endure in Israel to deliver us in our days. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness and love. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness and love. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart, for you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of the angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness and love. I will give thanks to your name because of your kindness and your truth. When I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness and love. All the kings of the earth shall give thanks to you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. Great is the glory of the Lord. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness and love. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread, or a snake when he asks for a fish? If you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The last few days I have been at the National Right to Life Convention, an annual event that comes at the end of June at which I I always speak. And that convention concluded on a Saturday night and then yesterday I was preaching in a church in Tampa. While there at the National Right to Life Convention on Friday, as you know, The decision came out by the U.S. Supreme Court in the Dobbs case, and it was in our favor reversing the scourge of Roe versus Wade. Now, when we say it was in our favor, what we mean is not that the court took a position on abortion policy, but they took a position on who should decide abortion policy. And that works in our favor because we have the stronger arguments and we have the momentum 
with public opinion when people know the truth about abortion. And there is so much work that has already been accomplished, both at the federal and at the state level, for protecting the unborn, that has only been blocked, slowed down, reversed, or halted because of Roe versus Wade. So it's not that the court is doing our work for us. It's that the court is letting us do our work. It's not that the court is making the case for us, but rather letting us make the case. And when we persuade our legislators that we have to protect the unborn, the court is no longer going to stand in the way. That's the nature of this victory. Because in Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the court in fact did take a position, and even though it recognized that the state has an interest in protecting the life in the womb, and yes, the court acknowledged that even in Roe versus Wade, it didn't say it's just about the woman's right, it didn't say the right to abortion is absolute. It said, yes, we have to weigh and balance certain interests here, the life of the child, the health of the woman, the freedom of the mother, nevertheless, it did take a position because it didn't let the state protect the unborn prior to viability. Now it takes away that prohibition. And it says, listen, the state can, and again, we mean both the states and the, and the federal Congress, the states can look at the unborn child and say, yes, we want to protect that baby. The court is no longer going to stay in the way. So we have to do our work in continuing to push and create and foster that pro-life legislation, again, both on the state and federal level. And now we will be able to let our decisions, as a people, working through our elected officials, take effect. This is a victory that people have been working and praying for for five decades. The Lord says in this gospel passage, ask and you will receive. He has fulfilled his promise. He has shown his faithfulness. All the prayers of all the pro-life people for the end of Roe versus Wade, all the prayers of all the pro-life people that our nation may get on a more sane track than thinking that there is some kind of constitutional right to kill a baby in the womb, God has answered. God has opened that door as He has promised in this gospel. And that's why we give thanks. As the psalm said, Lord, You have heard the words of my mouth. He has seen the marching. He has received the sacrifices. He has taken note of all the persuasive efforts to rally the American people around the unborn child. And this is why, as we read in the first reading from the book of Sirach, we bless the God of all. He has done wondrous things, and He fosters our growth from the mother's womb. There's only one right position on abortion, and that is that you protect the babies. You protect human life. And in that is the fulfillment of the moms, the dads, and the families. Now we have the opportunity to take this truth that we know, both from human reason and from revelation, the sanctity of life,
And we have the freedom now to translate that into public policy better than we have ever done before. The other side, it's harder for them now because to get laws in place that allow abortion, they have to make their case as to why dismembering a living child is somehow okay or beneficial. We're not afraid of them trying to make their case because it's unpersuasive. It doesn't correspond to the truth of God's word or the truth that is written in our hearts. Let us rejoice in this victory and let us work now all the more to persuade our fellow citizens and our lawmakers to take the path of life and to protect our most vulnerable brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We receive this victory from your hands and we will continue building the culture of life. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.